0: Welcome everyone to episode four. Is this episode four? Yeah, episode four. Episode four of Please Nerf, uh, gaming slash entertainment podcast with uh, the three of us, good friends that don't hate each other, regardless of what the internet says, um, or or our record, I guess. Do, <laughs> do we hate each other? I don't know if we
1: hate each other. Well, we haven't played games with each other for like three weeks, so I uh, know it's been a such point. a yeah. such
2: a treat, you know. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wait. Wow. <laughs> <Rude>. Wow. <laughs>
0: All right, Uh, so welcome back, guys. Um, So a couple admin things we want to get through here just real quick. Um, Of course, as always, the intros of the hosts. So myself, Eric, or the Friday by 77, Taylor, a.k.a. Vanilla Knight. Oh,
2: uh, that's me, yeah.
0: Yep. And then Austin, a.k.a. Celestius. That is I. (laughs) That is I. Uh, All right, so a couple things we'll touch on just real quick before we dive into topics. Um, This episode will start kind of toning it down a little bit in terms of time. Um so we're shooting for like a 45 ish minute episode length. Um this is gonna kinda help with uh what we're posting our podcasts, keeping the file size down. Um hopefully also keeping the the conversation kinda without tangents, things like that. Uh and then also uh maybe starting with this episode, possibly, but don't take this with a slight grain of salt. Uh, we should be expanding onto multiple different sites. So as always, we have YouTube that you're probably listening to this on most likely. But then we'll also be posting to uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play here shortly. So hopefully by the time you are listening to this, those will be available. And if you want to switch over to one of those platforms, you can. So yeah, that was that was really. It. Anyone else have any admin stuff where we hop in?
2: Or or if you find us on one of those new sites, thanks for stopping by.
0: Cool. Uh, sweet. So that's over. Uh, let's jump into the to the topic. Uh, today, this episode, we're going to be talking about a little kind of theory, I guess, that Taylor kind of put together. Um, which is kind of talking about the eras of video games and kind of the state of video games as they are now. Um, this is by no means meant to be taken as like a... We ha- we say this has to be taken as like a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Canon? canon there we go it's just more or less something that taylor kind of had a thought about and we've talked about how i view
2: the how video games have been evolving lately
0: exactly so uh with that i guess we'll we'll go ahead and start um taylor what's the uh the first era of video games
2: um so i'd say that the the first uh era of video games or the first heavy trend is the beginning of video games um and it is kind of like the world of adventure and discovery right so like you've got your classic nintendo games because nintendo's absolutely killing it with your zeldas and your marios and uh most of the games out at this time were always you know no clear goal or objective um you have to figure that out um or there's secrets to be found that aren't required to necessarily complete the game but they add to the story or they add to the experience um stuff like that so like uh one kind of unique example which really kind of illustrates how games have gone through development wise is uh Majora's Mask um and this is because the game was developed more around the controls of the character rather than the character was developed around the world. So uh, you'll notice often when playing um, the original Majora's Mask that a lot of your movement or things you can do can be real creative to uh, move around the world or get from point A to point B. There's no set in stone way to get there. It shows you kind of like a an option, right? But by all means, there are optimizations you can make. There's some crazy routes you can do. Uh, it kind of helps a little bit for like say speedrunners because um, you know there's certain skips you can do, things like that. It's just real creative, and uh, the game lets you decide how you want to play it rather than it deciding how it should be played. Um, And I say that that's the first area of games. Is a lot of games uh, that were developed near the beginning of video games were built with that in mind is, you know, let the player figure it out and let them have fun in our world by themselves. Like, we're not going to hold their hand through any of this. And uh, I I think that's the first kind of, like, grouping of era
0: i guess uh the only thing i would tag on to that is uh instead of i guess first era of games because you're skipping over things i guess like you know the original games pong different things you know
1: not really popularized games i guess um i I think this is like the first era of games that were targeted at like not because, like, that was, like, revolutionary on, like, a you know, a computer. It was like, oh, you what, we have a game, right? These were the first, like, types of games that were, um, like, like Mainstream? had crazy stories and were pretty much like a movie, yeah. you know? Kind of, once games got popular,
0: these were kind of the first ones that really drove the industry. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Taylor? Yeah. You, you agree with that? Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite game for this type of, this type of game? um either one of you so
2: i would i would have to chalk it up to um i'd have to say metroid the original metroid um that game was so so built on secrets and uncovering new abilities and keeping track of the maze that is the world you're trying to move around in and uh i feel that metroid was like the first game that truly captivated my uh, desire to go deeper i guess so that's a metroid fair enough, fair enough.
0: uh awesome do you have one
1: i actually didn't play a lot of games back probably when this was like a big like this type of game was like a big thing um like i did have like a you know a super nintendo and i played a quite a few games but i don't know if i experienced the the same amount or the same level so i don't really have one gotcha gotcha um
0: i'm kind of in the same boat as, as also i didn't play a lot of the older ones um, but i think the the closest thing i can get to this was uh, shadow of Colossus and the the original playstation um or not original guess it was playstation 2 um but uh uh, shadow Shadow colossus i i really got into and it kind of was the first game that i played that was kind of like that right like you didn't have a there's obviously a story to it and you have to do a certain set of things but you kind of chose your own adventure in in a sense um so i guess that's kind of my my favorite i guess or i guess really the only one i have to compare yeah that's a good one um, and then, so after discovery, um, what happened next? So,
2: so after discovery, uh, then we move into um, they're kind of like railroad games, um, and by that I mean it's more they took they took away the whole here play around in our world, and instead it was now here experience our world the way we want you to experience it. Um, Deviation from the path is not normally uh, rewarded or uh, allowed. So so a,
0: a streamlined story system.
2: Yeah, railroaded, uh, a train game. <laughs> um, you know, pretty, pretty clear-cut, straightforward. You know, point A to point B. Don't do anything else other than shoot stuff or jump on platforms. Um, gotcha, gotcha. And so, like, a good example of this is probably, like... Uh, games like Call of Duty's campaigns um, back in the day. Let's see, Gears of War. Um, those were pretty straightforward and clear cut. Uh, they started getting a little create. They were they were a little creative with the first Gears, but then I felt they slowly got more uh, railroady with their later games. Um, and then I'd say Portal. Portal's very I mean, Portal's kind of creative, but there's not too many different ways that you could do those puzzles. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a puzzle. It's pretty much like a puzzle game, yeah. Which,
2: and the only and the only reason I bring this up is to be devil's advocate is if you ever watch a speed run of Portal, they can okay. they can complete the entire game with only using thirteen portals.
0: <laughs> is that like the absolute minimum?
2: <laughs> no, they use glitches.
0: Well, yeah, but like has someone ever done it with less than 13 or is it nope? Is it actually possible you know what uh, I, mean? I guess that was my
2: i i'm sure people are trying to find ways <laughs> gotcha gotcha um but currently the world record holder has done it with 13 um and it does it in like 17 minutes actually probably less than that i think nine or ten minutes interesting it's wild it's a it's a crazy speed run. it's hard to keep track of but like bah um so yeah, I'd say the next the set next of games is games that took away from Discovery and added more here. Go from here to here and experience what we want you to experience.
0: Right, right. So yep. st- story-driven, streamlined, um, not necessarily what... Le- you don't have as much freedom in the game as a player. Yeah. You're kind of at the, the will of the
1: studio and whatever they want you to be doing. Yep, very yeah, much. like if they're going to give you the you know, it's like the master ball of the game. They're just going to hand it to you. You know, like, oh, here you go. Rather than you having to be like, oh, hey, you know, like this weapon's really good, but you have to find it in this rune, which isn't on the main storyline. It's way over there. Yeah. You know? Cause like, it's I not that type. A
2: good thing. example would be like uh, in Ocarina of Time, there's a special uh, special sword you can actually get uh, in the game, but you have to do this massive convoluted side quest to do it that really yeah and it it does like two times more damage than your regular sword um and it has like two times the length so like it's crazy but you have to do this giant side quest to do it and the giant side quest isn't even like mentioned you have to you have to know about it or you have to talk to like everybody to even hear a (laughs) hint about it. it it's a wild thing but, yeah, like, games in this era don't have those cool secrets.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I know, personally, um, I, I think because I played them so much, it really got me into, you know, like you mentioned, the Call of Duty campaigns. You know, it you have that marker that says, hey, go to this point. You can kind of take your time to get there, but you can't really not go there, right? Like you're not gonna proceed through a side quest or proceed through a um, a different way other than the way it's designed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that that totally makes sense. Um, what about favorite game like this, or do do you even like a game like this?
2: Um. So my favorite game like this. <sighs> It kind of... So, it's like a a hybrid, right? It was a game Mm -hmm. that was built with Discovery into it, but you couldn't progress the game without, you know, doing the point A to point B, but you could deviate from the path for a split second only to come back. Um, And that was Halo. Um, Particularly Halo 3. Because there were Easter eggs and fun things to discover and uh hidden extra tidbits of lore um sprinkled throughout the maps such as like finding the skulls, uh you know, fun little Easter eggs like the um the uh the hidden song at the top of the spire, uh the angry grunt, um finding one of the developers in his boxer shorts. Like it's just fun little <clears throat> Easter egg things like that. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of, like, added to the the allure of the game. Because, like, oh, gosh, you'd hop online with your friends and you'd be like, guys, guys, I need to show you something. And they're like, what are you going to show us? And then you, you go over and you find the developer in the boxer shorts and everybody's losing their fucking mind.
1: <laughs> and I guess I kind of, that's the thing that came with, like, this is probably the, like, the big era of games that kind of brought that into, like, the like, more of a spotlight, because I know all games in the past did, like, a lot of that stuff, but, like, I think this is, the like, the era where everybody started adding, like, after it, they started adding more um, little... Easter eggs? Hidden e- Easter eggs and stuff, or, like, little things, you know, like, every Call of Duty, you know, every every zombie map in, ended up having some sort of little weird Easter egg in it, you know, or something, like, Or the teddy like bears in the Infinity War games. Yeah, or just, like, yeah, there's just a bunch of easter eggs added after this type of game because like people you know from being streamlined so much we're just super excited for like the dumbest little thing you know mm-hmm. like
2: yeah uh, and and I, I think you know like call of duty zombies really kind of broke free from the whole uh streamline thing because i mean at first glance it's just you're thrown into a a scenario and you kill zombies in there and you try to live as long as possible, but there's always that hidden objective of completing the Easter egg. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, some people are purists and they refuse to like look up tutorials on how to do it. But then other players are like, no, nah, let's, let's get this Easter egg out of the way. Let's, let's try and do it. Cause at the same time, they're really challenging. Uh, yeah. So like, I, I I'd, I'd say like zombies kind of tried to, it tried to break out of the whole, Streamlining. So yeah, yeah, Easter eggs, they're prominent. It's the the remnants of the Discovery Age.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I I think that, make, that makes sense. I guess it's kind of a, the whole mentality of uh, Easter eggs in the first place, right? Just, if someone does find this, you know, it's kind of like you said, a, a remnant of old school stuff. Yeah. Um, or I guess not old school, but yeah you know you get what I'm trying to say it's it's like the developers are in there like oh man I really wish at least I assume it would be like oh I wish I could add you know reward someone for doing their own thing or doing something differently um so
2: yeah and I I guess it it, I want to see more of it right I, more
0: I, discovery stuff.
2: Yeah, more just hidden shit. I like a game that is is large and amazing and fun, but is only fifty percent of the game because the rest of it's hidden and you have to figure it out. Like,
1: <laughs> I can name one game that was like that, <laughs> or like a big one, Skyrim. No, no. <laughs> Skyrim.
0: Yeah, Actually, it was kind of any... the first
1: thing that pops into my head
0: are games like Skyrim. Um, Elder, yeah, the GTA, Elder Scrolls games, Red Dead, things like
1: that. Borderlands was a big one. Borderlands had a lot of free stuff that you could do. Borderlands had a
2: fuck ton of stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I... oh, I just love games like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, also, did you have uh, a specific game that was? Kind no, I pretty much played every thinking?
1: I've played. Like. I played a lot of games like that. Um, it's just like none of them had I was necessarily my favorite. You know, it's just... Gotcha, gotcha. I kind of played them. And it's kind of hard to remember because I think a lot of the games that I played back then were like on the PS2. And right. I played a lot of games on the PS2, so...
0: Yeah. Um, I said that my main thing with when it comes to this is I don't like when a game is only on the rails, but I like games like... Um, like Austin just mentioned, Skyrim... Grand Theft Auto, um, Red Dead Redemption, games like, they they have a story that you have to do at some point, right? Um, But there is at least some kind of, you know, oh, I don't want to be doing that right now. Cool, I can do, go and do the side quest or do this random stuff. Um, Granted, a lot of those don't necessarily have things that you, like, like, it's not like a sword, like, you know, the, the Zelda stuff. Um, but it's still stuff that you can at least take a break on the story and relax and do your own thing a bit and kind of have that feeling, I guess. So, Yeah, oof. Cool, cool. Uh, so I guess after rail games or trading games, um, games started to kind of move away from story altogether. Um, and I guess that kind of lends to the next one, which is multiplayer games, right there?
2: Yep. Yep, uh, there, was a, there started being a large rise in multiplayer games. So um, the, the games that wanted to keep their story alive but go multiplayer ended up going more co-op-y. So you got your Borderlandses, you got your Destinies, um, so games like that. But then you have your hardcore multiplayer games such as you know Call of Duty, rocket league uh league of legends started picking up um that uh, and that started its own subgenre of just mobas right like
1: yeah and, and i was gonna say this genre like this this summary this era has like honestly you could probably break it down into portions because there are games oh, yeah. that hit peaks within this era like this is actually probably a pretty big era because like you know league of legends like that game literally like made mobas like big you know, right. like that was the big uh, multiplayer game a couple years right. ago. So, so I guess
0: the the big thing with this type of era is it's either games that grew popular uh, based on things outside of single player stories, or even just didn't have one altogether, right? Like League of Legends, Rocket League, this didn't ship with like a single player type, you know, experience. Call of Duty even has just completely dropped single player as of recently. Um, so so yeah, to, to Austin's point, it definitely is a very wide like net to cast. Um, but it's de- it's definitely a noticeable thing that most games tend to focus on some type of multiplayer aspect.
2: Yeah, because I mean, like goodness, uh, back when we played back in the Halo days, you know, they released Halo. I'm pretty sure it was Halo 3 ODST. And I guess for, it was technically... If if they had the technology at the time, it would have been DLC. Mm-hmm. But like DLC wasn't too prominent back then. So they released Halo 3 ODST as an entirely separate game. But inside the case of the game, there was two discs. One for Halo 3 ODST and the Firefight game mode. And then the other disc was solely Halo 3's multiplayer. So, like, I'd, I'd say that was the start, was when they released ODST, because Halo 3's multiplayer was lit. <laughs> um, you know, and then most of the the big-ticket games after that, like, the next Halo, uh, mm-hmm. Halo Reach, the story was absolutely phenomenal. And so was the multiplayer. Like, oh, my God. Reach. Reach.
1: Killed it. Oh, my God. I was just about to ask you, like, what was the best Halo game? And I was like, I'll answer that for you. Reach. Halo,
2: Halo <laughs> if they ever
1: reach. make a reach again, oof.
2: God, just Halo Reach. What a what a banger.
1: Everybody was playing that game. That was so good. Yeah. Oh.
2: So, like, I multiplayer games, they, they got big. And we're currently still in that era. I think we're actually about to grow out of it. But, like... <laughs>
0: To that point, I think that this this era overall has definitely been one that has kind of transcended even through the beginning of of uh, games, right? So like even back into like the original games that came out, the original computer games like Pong was a two player game, or at least it could have been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have different arcade games that were either you know meant to be played with co op or against someone, um, things like that, and then like I said, even while there were things like legend of zelda and mario and stuff like that there was also games like GoldenEye. um it's kind of always been there but then just one day just kind of was like you know what it's my time it's my moment um time for time for multiplayer to shine i guess yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I think it's, it's, it's just so easy to do it now exactly um the technologies are there to have you know as we'll touch on here in a minute you battle royale style games with hundreds of people playing against each other at one point
1: um I mean, accessibility I that, has gone up too, so it's like, you know, everybody has some sort of PC or, you yeah. know, like a laptop or even have like a, some sort of console, you know, yep. for sure. Um, plus, on top of that, it's it, it's
0: social, right? It, you get some sort of aspect, whether it's if you're playing against other people, you know, the competitive aspect or if you're playing with people, you know, something to talk about, something to bond over um, to, to play with. It's definitely a, a, a really cool concept.
2: I mean, shit. Back in my Modern Warfare three days, you know, <laughs> hop on the mic, just in a random chat, and you know everybody's got their mics on and everybody's chatting.
0: Like, you know, I miss that. I don't. You don't I, see I, that I miss anymore. That but... So much.
2: Yeah, just fucking lobby chat rooms, man.
0: Oh. Yeah. Like, even though you had to put up with a bunch of assholes, yeah. There is always that 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 possibility dude making that dude became new friend. your friend yeah exactly
2: yeah I, I, I think i started a debate on what, what was better pokemon or digimon that was an accident
1: it's, it's not even a debate yeah what are you talking about uh, digimon obviously back in the day it was. okay different episode, <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
2: <I'm
0: kidding. laughs> um all right so uh what you kind of touched on it with the, the kind of Halo thing of games that you really liked um, within a genre, but what's, I guess, is there an overall game, a multiplayer game that you will always hold a place in your heart or that you really liked? Or even is there, um, you can give a couple of them because I know multiplayer games tend to be played, you know, more than just one, but uh, what what really jumps out about this?
2: Um, So my my big one was, was Halo Reach. Um, <clears throat> primarily because, like, I wanted to... I wanted to go pro with it.
0: <laughs> this Did, sounds, didn't we all?
2: Sounds so, so, so gamer. Um, yeah. And I like, I wanted to go pro with it. So like, I went to like a couple of tournaments and stuff, um, with some friends and, uh, I do, I'd carry the team into the tournament, but cause they just wanted to do it for fun, but I wanted to do it to win. So, uh, I have like this, this weird affinity for halo and I'm, I kind of have this rule with myself that I'm not allowed to play multiplayer Halo anymore <laughs> because I get so ungodly angry if I start to lose at Halo. It just is Halo? Just Halo. <laughs> like, I'll get I'll get pretty angry at other games, but, like, with Halo, I'm immediately fucking pissed if I'm losing. Like, I just... That game, it, tr- it triggers me. And it's just... 'Cause I wanted to be good at it and so now that I can't be good at it, I don't want to ever play it again. <laughs> Stupid game. <coughs> but Halo hay- Reach.
0: Awesome. Uh awesome, you had a multiplayer game that really got you into it?
1: Uh yeah, I actually have a few. I mean Uh like I guess if you consider MMOs multiplayer. You know, massively multiplayer, massive multiplayer. I know, I know. But so like Guild Wars, this is why it's weird. Cause Guild Wars, like the original one was an amazing game. And honestly, it's probably what fed my, my MMO love. Right. And that wasn't necessarily like it was multiplayer, but it was instance multiplayer. So it's like you load into a town. There might be people in that town. Right. But then as soon as you go into like a a, map, a new map area, you're by yourself with like your AI group or your, your group that you decided to bring in with you, like only those people, so it was like instance, but it was a lot of fun and I think that's that's honestly the games that kinda expanded my my multiplayer growth as long as, as well as like Halo Reach and um Modern Warfare Two is I, Modern Warfare two was the first multiplayer game, I think, that I played, like shooter at least. Gotcha. It holds a special yeah. place in my heart for
0: sure. Yeah, I remember in that same boat yeah, I mentioned it in I think it was episode one the Modern Warfare Two was kind of my introduction to multiplayer gaming, so it'll always be up there. Um, do you remember look, those
1: shotguns, the Kimbo uh, shotguns, Eric? Oh, uh, those so good! Like, rem- yeah, remember when it was just like disgusting? <laughs> I and was like, really across upset. the map? I, forget,
0: <laughs> I forget what Call of Duty it was that brought back that model of shotgun, but they didn't do the like flip. Kimba. Like they did a Kimbo but you wouldn't flip them around Like you did in uh, Warfare 2 when you reloaded Or whatever and that was just so infuriating It's like why did you not uh, Trash to... game Yeah, it, it, Game breaking is what that was um, I can't fucking but play now, this garbage <laughs> Between that And between just the, the Super late nights of 1v1ing Or um, you know, No scope quick scope combo Whatever is on like rust With friends Yeah um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff and then on top of that you know my my love for uh like content creation and stuff like that it was kind of the start of the big uh i want not say the the main start but the start of online multiplayer game like becoming big on like youtube and stuff like that um so so it's definitely as weird as it is to say i love that game because i also hate that game um but yeah, so so all the Call of Duties, um, Rocket League specifically, like it, it's one of those games that even though I, I I'm not very, good, I'm not the best at um, or anything like that, it's still fun to play, and I'm still playing it even though I've been playing it for, however many years now on now three different consoles. Hell yeah! Like it's a game that I'm always gonna have right, and I'm always gonna gonna be playing.
1: Um, there's so a, yeah. there's a big genre of game that actually fits in here, um, or like that probably a lot of us play and we actually have like a game that we always go to but mobile games fit in this super well like that honestly was like a probably a big portion of this era you know because like mobile games i remember when i first got my my first phone that i could play a game (sighs) infinity blade oh yeah that was sick (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it wasn't multiplayer but like you know they got the stupid uh clash royales and crap um, all on there, or whatever, though. The battle islands were a big thing. I'm I always, pl- worry about the battle islands. I always played, like, uh, the Dragon Island or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Where you, like, have, like, different elements of dragons, and you'd raise them in their little cages, and you had, like, an island. And... I
0: get a lot of, um, tower defense type games. Like, mobile game things. Like, that's just, like, one mobile game specifically. Weird, small tangent. Um, but, like... I don't know if there exists one. I'm sure there is. But a tower defense multiplayer game sounds like it could be really cool. Um, and not in like a you fight against other people's towers. It's kind of like what Clash ends up being, right? Or games like that. But like, I don't know, a co-op tower defense, like really
1: intense, big scale, large scale game sounds like it could be really cool. Well, cause there like- is a bunch, actually. There's actually, there's an MMO, like a, not an MMO, but like kind of like that um well, I can't remember the name of it it's oh, it's called tower defense or t- tower defenders or something like that really and it's like uh yeah there's like a bunch of different classes um and each one has like their own little um things that they can build um they each have like a type of wall that they can place um they have like turrets that they can place behind the wall yeah it's it's a lot of fun actually <laughs>
2: interesting there's one game on steam called tower wars i fucking love this game but no one ever plays it and essentially you uh you have your side and then they have their side. And you can either spend money to buy towers or send troops on their end. <laughs> and <laughs> so you send the mobs that they have to tower defense against.
0: That actually sounds kind of familiar for some reason. Maybe I like watched it or played a demo or something. It's called Tower Wars. Fucking love that.
1: Sanctum game. 2 was also a game. Sanctum. That that's a co-op
2: that. tower defense game. Is
0: it? It's first yeah. person. Oh. I just didn't know what I was talking about then.
1: Sanctum. No, I, I get there isn't like a big one. There isn't one that's like, yo, this is a lot of fun. Let's, bu-. you know, there's just it's yeah. kind of like all under the radar stuff. Like I never heard of Sanctum Two until I bought a humble bundle. So. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Uh, yeah, I was I'm a Makes sense. steam junkie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. All right, um, let's. Anything else on multiplayer games? before we jump into the last, last current era,
1: which is like honestly fed off of multiplayer yeah yeah
0: so um that that's a very good and an awesome segue um and i know no one's gonna want to hear this because a lot of people on the internet think it's cringy but battle royale games are the hottest thing obviously at the moment hottest Um, Uh, hottest.
1: i am you mean sorry oh
0: sorry austin good try um (laughs) So, (laughs) so uh here's my thing with with battle royale games uh it's it just builds on top of multiplayer, right? Um, and it's kind of funny to me to see how many people consider it not necessarily battle royale as like its own new game mode, but like BR games to me are not traditional multiplayer games. Like, I mean, they are, but they're not. It's a really weird concept, right? Um, so, what are your guys' opinions on that? First, like, how do you feel about?
1: br multiplayer game so i think well like for where br came from i think there was like this trend closer to like before br happened where it's like survival games were becoming like a a huge thing thing, right so it's like you know like Um, there was a there's another one like there was just like a bunch of games that were coming out that were really survival based but you were placed with other people's and those were the big threat. And I think people really enjoyed them. Oh, like Daisy. They really enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. For like the, the PVP aspect, you know? And so then they're like, Hey, why well, don't we just take out the PVE pretty much? And we'll just, we'll just put a hundred people on a server and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's when like battle Royales were like, yo, let's, let's try this. See if they like it. And, mm-hmm. But I think, I think they're fun. I think they can be fun. I think that um, they do have to be ever changing, which is why, for example, Fortnite, I enjoy playing Fortnite because it's always changing in a way. Yeah, it's kind like of like it.
0: It's got an overall season that runs, like, a couple of months, right? But then at the same time, there's also, like, weekly updates. and Yeah,
1: like, they bring a new gun every once in a while, you know? Like, they brought the suppressed sniper, which is something I've, I was talking about for a while. I was like, this this would be really cool, you know? Like, But I'm like, they probably wouldn't do it because, you know? But they did. They added it. And, you know, the Port of Fortress, I thought it was kind of dumb because I hated Port of forts. But now it's like, I'm like, wow, Port of Fortress is actually, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. Like Port of Fort super
0: was pretty dumb. dumb, let's be fair. Port of Fortress is pretty cool, though.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember what the port of fort looked like, really. (laughs) It looked very... Sad. Oh. But anyways, yeah, like... So, like, they're always bringing new guns, and, like, they have this event going on. Obviously, the fog is dumb. But... uh, I mean, it is, like, a re... Like, a... It's like the... I don't know, they just brought back the zombies from the Halloween season, kind of, and it's kind of like a little bit lame in that regard, like I wish they would have done something crazy, I mean, come on, the game's still super popular, so go wild with shit, but I think it's ever-changing, so it stays fun, but if they ever stop making updates regularly, you know, adding new guns, or like, you know, a new part of the map is exposed, or something like that, then I'd probably stop playing. Sure, sure. Taylor, what do you? What's your initial feeling about a VR game?
2: Um, I think this,
0: the the idea of a VR game, not necessarily a specific one.
2: Uh, the idea of a VR game is it. It's like it's fun and exciting and like thrilling at first, but like you and me, we we played copious amounts of pubg, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know Fortnite, of course, came out and. Uh, there's also the blackout on Call of Duty and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And when you first drop in, you're terrified. You're scared as mm-hmm. shit. Like, Jesus Christ, what a terrifying experience to drop into an arena with 99 other people and you got to find a gun and kill them. Like, Jesus Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I really, I really like that first feeling on all of those games of just dropping in and seeing what happens. But like, as you play, you get numb to the, uh, numb to the fear of losing, I guess, because the, the chances of you winning are based on, you know, whether you land and find a weapon or, you know, if you land, find a weapon and then your opponent can't shoot you. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of elements that prevent you from, I guess, accomplishing anything. And that's the one thing in in all of the Battle Royale games that I I dislike is that it's hard to get a win. Not like a win in terms of, you know, being one out of 99 people or one out of 100. But like if I hop into a game, the goal is to win. And so when I hop into like 50 games and I can't seem to win, it's really demoralizing.
0: Uh, Yeah, I feel that too.
2: And I think that's the one thing I don't like about the BR games. <clears throat> Fortnite, Fortnite kind of helps out a little bit by adding the challenges and stuff. But uh, gosh, last season we finished all the challenges like as they were coming out. And we weren't getting wins. And it was just, I felt like I could be doing something else to get, I don't know, feel successful.
0: Um, so... For everyone listening, um, there there's an article that I found. Kind of, we were as I was just doing some normal research um, before today, Um, and I'll link it wherever it needs to be, um, whether on YouTube or anything else. Uh, But uh, it kind of touches on some things that is really why Battle Royale is so popular. Um, And as I read through it, um, I realized that it it met up a lot with some of the ones that I had, Um, and I just wanted to touch on. Some of these, I guess, um, just a little TLDR, I guess, of why games like PUBG, Fortnite, Daisy, things like that grew so much. Um, the first one that it, I really kind of struck me, I guess, was like Taylor was just saying, the fairness from the randomness. And their whole point in the article is that if you spawn players, excuse me. Um, again, along a route that changes every match, um, so the weapon's always being scattered around, um, things like that, it gives everyone a fair chance of grabbing a gun and being able to kill someone, regardless of your skill level. And I think that's true, but also not that true. So, like, Taylor, you mentioned, like, the, um, it's determined a lot by what, like, where you land and things like that. Mm -hmm. The thing that I have with games like Fortnite and PUBG, Fortnite more, just because of the way it's designed and developed, um, the amount of variance is can be very demoralizing, right? If you land somewhere right on someone, you know whoever's quicker to pick up the gun or whatever, that stuff makes sense to me, right? It, it's it's kind of tactical, I guess, but. The way like the the bullets work and the shotguns and kind of the 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 main concept of the game still being you have to fight that being random I don't care for very much yeah um, however I understand that some randomness and some various very various variants um, is really good right because it it does give you um, a forgiving learning cr- learning curve right. And also less, lesser skilled, for lack of a better term, players can still get into the game and be pretty okay. Um, so I think there, there definitely is a cutoff, right, when the game starts being more towards skill and less towards the random. Um, and to that point, I can also get behind one of the other points that's streamability, right? People who are really good at the game um, can still take it up another level, regardless of how much randomness there is. Um, you know, people like Ninja and Tim, um, CourageJD, JD, Lupo, things like that. Tifu, um, they pick up this game. They're they're good enough to understand how the guns work, um, understand how you know all the other mechanics work, and then build their skill set around it. And I think that's honestly what really, I guess, determines um, a good BR player. By like, I guess not determines. Uh, what really separates them, I guess, right? Um, things like that. Is that. Does that make sense? Yeah. you guys kind of agree with that? Um, one of the other things, I guess, is we touched on with the multiplayer thing. Being able, whether or not it's like in the front of your head or not, um, or front of your mind or in the back. Playing a game with 100 people is a big feat when you think about it, technologically. <laughs> yeah. Like, 100 people with minimal lag... You know, on most of the servers and things like that is crazy to me. Um, I remember there was a game when I was in the Call of Duty and all that that came out. and I want to say it was called—is it called Mag? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick search real quick. Oh, it was
2: like 256 players. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Dude, um, Mag was the, so much fun.
0: Yeah, like it was really fun, right? Although it was also just terrible as well. Um, like I remember renting it from the, the local store, um, and really getting into it but then also getting like really annoyed at the same time um yeah it came out on ps3 specifically (laughs) and it received an award from Guinness world records as most players on a console fps with 256 (laughs) it's crazy to me yeah that was Um, wild (laughs) but yeah that that to me is kind of the first like thing where i think someone tested that kind of system out right because there were obviously PC games and stuff like that like um, was it like planet side and stuff like that that had you know a massive amount of people kind of on different teams fighting each other Um, but to really stream down especially for consoles to to say you have a hundred people almost all the time playing all the time is is crazy to me one of the other things is uh, I think one of the bigger ones um, implementing free to play Or microtransactions has been crazy. Um, You know, I I think we kind of touched on the gaming industry really uh, pushing microtransactions and things like that with like games like Destiny and Call of Duty, loot boxes, things like that. Um, To me, Fortnite being able to operate as a free model um, and then give the ability for you to purchase, you know, other things is super cool to me. I, I think that is the one thing that Fortnite did that honestly makes it
1: so it's going to be super
0: hard to ever take down.
1: I think, well, to feed on that, I think the battle pass is the smartest thing that they've ever made. Right, exactly. It's like, you
0: can come in, right, and you can play the whole game with nothing, um, completely free to play, or you spend 10 bucks once, right? Is it 10 bucks? That's 10 bucks it's about, um, yeah. about 10 bucks, And then if you just... If you don't spend any of the stuff that you get from that $10, you have the perfect amount to buy it again, right? So it's either free, $10 for as much as you want, or people who really do want to buy skins and things like that, It to me, that is the smartest business decision that Epic ever made with Fortnite.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, and, and half the skins, you know... I don't even want so like when a when a skin I do want comes out it's like oh man,
1: well, yeah I have this extra V bucks uh, real quick from I can the totally battle pass. Snag that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you actually
1: get two thousand total V bucks from a hundred like doing the hundred tiers of battle pass. Yeah, which is enough for two seasons.
0: those are two seasons? I thought it was one season. I think they probably. upped it. That makes sense. Um, and then also, uh, I think being able to be streamed. I, I touched on this a little bit earlier with like people who do play the game um, and are good at it, kind of build it up. But also, the ability to kind of run through a lot of different matches really quickly, um, different things like that. Uh, it makes for really good stream content, regardless if it's PUBG or Daisy or Fortnite or anything like that, right? It, it definitely was kind of, I don't know if it was necessarily designed with that in mind or not, but it definitely clicks really well with Twitch and and stuff like that. And definitely adds a whole other level to it as well. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the, the points that I think why battle Royale kind of took off. Um, I said you add in multiplayer being super popular and then you, it's multiplayer, but it's also solo or you have like one to three friends that you're playing with. Um, it's 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 definitely a cool concept. Um, I'm not... I don't hate BR games. I actually tend to enjoy them. Um, I just can't... I don't find taking them as seriously as I do other multiplayer games. And I think what Taylor kind of mentioned uh, kind of alludes to that as well. Uh, awesome. Um, so we, we're hitting close to time to close here. So let's go ahead and jump into the next segment, which is what's next. Um, give me... Each of you, one thing that you think will drive video games in the next era. Um, so let's say next five years, what's the main thing that's going to drive video games?
2: Uh, I say VR. Uh, Why VR? VR is kind of taken off. So like I, I personally went out of my way to purchase PSVR solely to play Tetris Effect, <laughs> and. I shit you not, it is very difficult for me to play that game because it's so goddamn immersive and the music and just the the environment it's in, it literally makes me cry every fucking time. It's, it is a goddamn gorgeous game. And I fucking love Tetris. Like, it's just everything about it is amazing. And like, I purchased PSVR just for that game. I don't own a, any other VR game other than Tetris, and I and it's for PSVR. And I I, I think if like if a game got me to do that, then, sure as shit I, I should probably pick up an Oculus or a Vive and start trying out these other games, because um, you know I have a friend that has a has an Oculus and he's playing new VR games daily, mm-hmm. and you know playing. Going over to his place and playing Beat Saber is an experience. And now he wants me yeah. to cover to play a game called Blade and Sorcery. I'm sitting here like, well, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's the next big VR game. and I'm like, oh, oh okay. And so, like, I, I truly believe that VR games are, like, on the rise because now developers are developing for VR. Like, the Oculus mm-hmm. is at the lowest price it's been in the past five years. And cool. uh, I just have a feeling it's it's the ne-
0: next big thing. I got you. Uh, awesome. What do what do you think?
1: Um, I think it's just like for the next five. Um, I think it's gonna come like a lot of it's gonna come from like battle royale stuff. I think like that's gonna feed into like a next the next thing, like how far that they're, they can stretch that because like I mean, Fortnite for example, I feel like has met its peak and is now kind of falling off. So I think that the next games that are gonna come out are gonna be battle royale-esque with like the hundred man but i think they're going to lead more into like a an mmo style of game i so like
2: i i kind of agree with you on that simply because of what fallout 76 is doing with their next big update um because they're reworking the entire pvp system because currently right now it's if you shoot someone they take a tiny bit of damage but if you shoot them back then it enables pvp and then you can battle and a lot of players are like, that's bullshit. If I see some loser out on the, out in a ravine and I have a sniper rifle, I'm going to pick him off. Uh, yeah, the more players I kill put a bounty on me, but that doesn't matter. I want to be a raider. I, I, I want to kill people. So they're completely reworking the entire PvP so that you have two types of servers. Survival and the new PvP one. And PvP is activated 24-7. Like If you see someone, you can kill them.
0: Hmm, which that's actually pretty cool.
2: and and that's yeah, exactly what I wanted it sense. to be. So, like, I, I I I do agree that I think it's going to go more like still that battle royale esque, but evolved into more, I guess, story driven or MMO ish.
1: Yeah, I think like it's definitely going to. I think that's where it's going to head, and I definitely agree with you on the you know VR being a big thing. I just don't. I just, I think I could see it at the end of the five years, you know, or like, you know, four to like four or five years from now. I think that's when it's gonna make it its explosive thing, because probably it'll be like a little bit more accessible. There might be like a streamlined way to. Get it now Mm -hmm. you know like there's there's like because there's eight different ways to get vr right and there hasn't been like a big thing that just like pulls you in like you know i've been seeing a bunch of vr games but there's nothing that's been like yo this is the thing like this is the thing people are going to play this is like you know like a call of duty vr game you know blah 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 there's no big titles pulling in that thing yet like i don't Mm -hmm. think they're pulling in the big populace to draw a bunch of people but I right. I could see it at the end of the four to five, but in the next one to three, I think battle royale is kind of gonna like spread its wings a little bit. It's gonna broaden its spectrum and pull a little bit more things into it.
0: So not sure exactly what, but
1: you definitely think it's gonna feed off of battle royale. Feed yeah. off battle royale for sure.
0: Got battle royale rocket league. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be intense. Actually, fifty
1: v fifty.
0: <laughs> there you go. One um, ball. So for me, I think um, the the biggest thing for me is that I think we're going to see a even more of a rise than we already have in the terms of mobile games. Um, you know, there were already these these time waster games like Candy Crush, and you know, every mom and dad plays Bejeweled Mahjong because they used to play it on like computers or whatever. Right? Or so, I like, played Mahjong, and and I know a lot of people don't want to hear it because like Diablo and all that stuff that happened. Um, but just with the uh, the technology that's coming on phones and the the fact that you always have it, right? So even if it's not a phone, but even something like a Switch. I I love my Switch. I haven't been playing it nearly as much as I, I want to. Um, but the ability to have a full-blown console um, or the, the capabilities to run a full-blown game and be mobile, um, I think is definitely the way it's going to go. Whether that be- turns into tie it into VR or tie it into something else, um, I could also see that. But I definitely think that some sort of mobile aspect to games is definitely going to kick off over the next five for sure.
2: Hell yeah. No, I'm feeling it.
0: Cool. Um, Alright, uh, do you guys have weekly cool stuff?
1: Uh, some, I some best I weekends? looked, I haven't really found anything that like, piqued my interest or thought that I'd share. So.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Taylor, you got anything?
2: Uh, mine's kind of like a, a recap of our last episode. Remember, Resident Evil 2 came out. I've been playing it. It's fucking great. Uh, Tuesday, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. I'm going to play it. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, there's a, an event going on in Monster Hunter World right now. Fucking killing it. It's fucking great. Uh, that's about it, though.
0: All right. Uh, for me, as one of the routes, uh, if you're a fan of... Uh, Gordon Ramsay or the the YouTube show Hot Ones. Oh, uh, I finally watched it, season eight premiere, and it is well worth the many year wait. Oh. Um, oh. So so if you're into show Hot Ones or Gordon Ramsay, or if you like hot wings, check it out. Um, I think it's it's definitely a, a good twenty so minutes. It's a show with hot wings watch. and even hotter questions. Okay, Sean Evans. Yo, <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a good person for a guest. I bet Sean Evans plays cool games. We'll, we'll work on that. All right. Uh, next as episode. always, <laughs> what next, <laughs> next episode? Yeah, fuck next, yeah, to, to have fun with that. Um, all right, uh, as always, uh, Taylor. Let them know where they can find you.
2: This camera, this camera. That no, I'm, <laughs> um, uh, I'm on. I'm on uh, Twitter at developer t boyd, and then I'm at Twitch at Vanilla Night. Uh, two N's
0: one L. And Austin,
1: where can they find you? Uh, I stream on twitch.tv slash Celestius um, Monday through Sunday, but uh, not Tuesday or Sunday. So <laughs> um, so really it's Monday yeah, and then Wednesday through <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, they can figure it out. Um, well, you can also go to my channel and find out. Um, also, or follow them on Twitter. Uh, yeah, also follow me on Twitter at uh, CelestiusG. Um, yeah capital c capital g i tweet out when i'm going live with cool little things once in a while wow. so there you go uh, and as always
0: uh for youtube uh where you're watching this most likely is uh, youtube.com slash 77 um i also stream at twitch.tv slash private 77 and i uh, follow me on twitter at the 77 with a capital t capital frag and the numbers 77 um and then yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll post a little update on Twitter, probably all of ours or maybe one or two, um once we figure out where this episode and all the rest will end up living. So, uh tentatively, you can also find us on Google, Google Play, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Um but we'll we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, we push. It. <laughs> we pushing. All right. Sweet. Uh Say goodbye guys. Uh goodbye Peace. guys. Bye, thanks for thanks for listening.